Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, episode 61. It is the 8th of October, 2021. I am your host, Michael Debs. Joining me, as always, the gentleman, provocateur, ne'er-do-well from time to time, Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle, at DankDeluz. Oh, sorry. Uh, Didn't mean to ruin your intro there uh also joining me as always is john the producer uh kind of mixed feelings on him he is at the uh the instagram handle at discopathic and finally joining us for the third time because he has not yet learned his lesson teddy k our russian history expert which he will contest me on but i will call him that anyways uh starting with john how are you doing today sir uh distraught yeah is it because i have mixed feelings about you oh i mean i couldn't really care much about that oh okay but no i did that i've uh i've got i guess my first uh sexual harassing stalker online oh it's coming to my (laughs) Uh, well technically yes So I have, I, have, yeah, I, have, I, have, I have more uh, online uh, sexual harassers. Oh, okay. Is this, this is uh, podcast related people or? Oh no, no. Oh, okay, just, well that's uh, good. I mean, no, I, probably, but I'm still I'm still stuck on this. What do you mean? Did, did you mean to say it's technically me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, yeah no. It's one of my sock puppets? Oh, okay. It's one of my sock puppets. Okay. Okay. I, I got to get those under, under yeah. control, man. Yeah. I'm, you, yeah, you I'm really convinced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danko, how are you doing? <laughs> man. Um, I think you learned a lot about yourself just now. I did. I did. I feel I feel like I should apologize. Yeah. Well, uh, for it's not required. HR is the not things I did. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah you know the things i did yeah. i'm doing all right man i'm Good doing fine i'm back in california welcome back i thought is, i smelled yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> Woo! um i'm pretty good I'm, I'm really excited to have teddy come here for the third time to talk mm-hmm. about peter the great yes. um <laughs> which is it's awesome that we've we've had three sessions where we've talked talked about this man because we did one and a half on fascism and I felt like that was too much. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know it, it is remarkable that even though we've stuck on this uh, this kind of era for so long, um, uh, this is this is one of the more often requested topics that we return to. Yeah. So people yeah. people really like this boy. I refuse to believe that. I can show you. I the refuse text to believe that. And it's, it's weird to me too. Don't worry. Um, okay. It's all Schadenfreude. But, it's uh, all like uh, bring that asshole just, back just, on. Just, just suffering, just <laughs> fear and loathing. Teddy, since um, you've, I, uh, you brought your voice to the forefront, would you like to tell us how you're doing, uh, and then we can we can kick this uh, off? I'm uh, I'm all right. I have I uh, personally I'm fine. I have two questions okay or rather two statements to make one 
Um, I love how you introduced Danko as a ne'er-do-well because we're in the 18th century today. So yeah. uh, terms like rake and scoundrel are very, very appropriate. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's that's good to have. And of course, John, uh, is your stalking slash harassment disco related <laughs> by any chance? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, cocaine and uh, oral sex and public bathrooms involved. Very oh, good. Yeah. No. I thought just, that was until the 80s. I guess it's, I mean. Yeah, you know. they, didn't, they didn't invent oral sex until the 1980s. <laughs> no. That's true. It was the French, of course. Night, that night, is true. Nightclub night night uh, public restroom oral sex was. was oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you did like, air, airplane sex before. invented in the 1960s, and after a while, they like to, they sorted out different locations. I feel like, yeah, you had to pare down from the biplane and the triplane to the monoplane. <laughs> And then you got to have an enclosed yeah. cockpit. And so then, I, I mean, I just, was, was the, I got was the Red Baron getting the, airhead or what? Unless <laughs> I'm talking, yeah, I like the cockpit's open. So it's, it's extremely important. A, a few notes for people because I, I just spent a lot of time flying over the last couple of weeks um, in, a, in a biplane. In a biplane. Uh, but uh, never kiss someone on a monoplane because that's how you get it. Okay. Uh, and always make sure the cockpit is closed. All right. These Correct. are these are the only bits of advice I have for the um, mile mile high club. And just I'm like sorry, that. guys. This just is... like that. Danko became a father. Um, <laughs> Ooh, <man. laughs> um, hell yeah. I've always wanted to be referred to as a rake one day. Uh, and now that I've said it, someone's going to call me a rake and it won't mean anything yeah. because they're no, just I'm doing sorry. it because I want it. No, yeah. the rake has but a very certain connotation to it. A rake it is does. someone that 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 expects a downfall. Mozart yeah. wrote a whole opera about it, right. uh, but uh, Don Giovanni, it's one of his it's, best. Uh, I think, I think it's his best, but uh, it, yeah, I mean yeah. that, that uh, the like double bass aria at the end is uh, yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. It's it, Don Giovanni's a baritone, but that's good. Yeah. Yeah, the co the commodore is a bass and his servant is a bass. So I guess yeah, it's, well, it's yeah. More, so, it's more of a so double bass and baritone. Yeah, there this is now opera podcast hour. Don't, and... I mean, it, it, aren't aren't baritones also like generally and and perhaps wrongly, but considered like lumped in with the basses? Like Absolutely a lot of the time not. they're referred to as Absolutely like bass not. ones. I, I think baritones are an incredibly versatile class of musicians, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've I've attempted to become one for a long time, but unfortunately, my tender young voice broke at the age of eighteen while in Paris Island. So now I've well, just been a tenor forever. <laughs> So, as as a base too, I would just like yeah. to say that I invite the baritones, though they don't deserve us, to join us in the bases. Well, we can do both. We we can yeah. we can we can go high. We yeah. can go low. It it depends. Yeah, there's a monoplane joke in here somewhere. Sure. This uh, mono this is stereo. Cured. If anyone ever had sex in here, we've been cured of it. I think. <laughs> yeah, My it, wizard beard is growing. It's, it's growing back. Yeah. Very good. Well, I was actually clean shaven when we walked in here. We are we are here to talk about uh, Russian history part three. Yeah. Um, Perfect. We, we have it is now several times now to move away from Peter the Great, but apparently Teddy has one more Peter the Great fact. Yeah. To, uh, to well, it yeah. has now been long enough that I have completely forgotten where we stopped last time. Uh, but uh, what I would like to talk about uh, today is. Uh, an era defined in the Russian Empire by palace coups, uh, so much so that it is actually scholarly referred to as the era of palace coups. Um, and it, this this situation would not be possible if it wasn't for one of the last great piece of legislation that Peter uh, puts into puts into action at the almost end of his life. 
Um, Peter the Great dies in 1725, but in 1722, he enacts, again, just by speaking it, um, but also setting it down on paper and signing it uh, a law, because again, in an absolute monarchy, the word of uh, the emperor is law. Um, but he puts his pen to paper and um, sets the following thing down, which I will quote, for which reason we have resolved to make this statute. So it is always at the discretion of the ruling sovereign, whomever he desires to determine the inheritance and the determined one's privilege, if seeing any wantonness shall be revoked so that the children and our descendants do not become as enraged as above written, having this bond placed upon themselves. It's again, complicated 18th century language. What, what essentially it's saying is he has the right to, to dictate his successor and his successor could be whoever he wants. This is really, really important for later. This is a, it's a useful tool that'll help us later. Um, and because we recall that he tortured his own son to death. Right. Uh, so that's that kind of makes things a little bit inconvenient. Why but, are you so making so me do this him, to you? Right? <laughs> yeah, his son, before his untimely demise, was able to have a kid. Um, and they named the kid Peter, believe it or not. So, oh, a yeah. creative family. <laughs> um, so again, three years go by. Peter relatively quickly succumbs and dies. Uh, he had kidney stones most of his adult life. The man used to drink a lot. He used to eat a lot. He used to uh, bang a lot. He used to go out sailing on on ships a lot. You know, shit happens. Uh, a bunch of kidney stones, and essentially you know, he let his kidney the, stones untreated. Go ahead. All the way up to the sailing, I was like, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, his first love was the sea, of course. He loved to sail. And um, again, this is pretty well documented. Uh, he, it got really bad when he was forced to wade out into the river and pull a boat laden with soldiers onto shore because it had broken from shore. I mean, obviously nobody knew how to fucking swim back then. So this again, this, this dude is like seven feet tall. He's huge. He walks out in the cold rivers of St. Petersburg, drags his fucking boat. Afterwards, he beats the shit out of half the soldiers on the nice. boat for being stupid. And unfortunately that complicates, um, this complicates his uh, nephrolithiasis. He gets uremia, um, and he very, very quickly essentially dies from an infection. Um, so he died out, from kicking too much ass. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, Peter the Great rules. Um, was I came awful. Here to kick ass and die, and I'm all about ass. I'm all about ass. I'm all out of life. Uh, so yeah, again, he kicked a lot of ass. He was truly great in like the Alexander the Great caesar kind of way he got a lot of shit done but he could also be incredibly cruel as we've seen he uh at one point would just you know roll up with his horse and chop a fucking soldier to bits if he looked at him wrong uh but again he died um one of his uh, one of his last phrases before he essentially stopped being conscious was give everything to nothing he, 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 didn't fi he didn't finish the sentence. Yeah, so it's a very kind of the treasure is in the exact. Uh, yeah, so that's a great parallel to Alexander the Great, though. Of course, it's is Alexander the Great's famous word uh, was you know who do you live everything to, and the Greek word is either kratistos, which is the strongest, or some people tried to interpret it as krateros, one of his generals, krateros. Uh, so that was a fun little tidbit there, but that was Alexander the Great's last word. Here, again, leave everything to, and he never designated a successor. So immediately two clicks form. 
immediately. He's married to his wife, Catherine the first, uh, not the great. This is uh, Catherine the second is Catherine the great. This is just his wife. Uh, she has been described as essentially a really good housewife. Hmm. Again, Peter the great was the great. Catherine was, uh, she was a nice lady, <laughs> but she was not. Catherine the pleasant. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was, she was Catherine pretty chill. Trad. She was pretty chill. Oh, yes. Uh, so immediately cliques start to form before he's even in the ground you have um a separation occur we talked last time about the newly formed guard regiments the prebrazhensky and Semyonovsky. obviously those are hard long fucking words but what it essentially is is this new formed praetorian guard will function throughout this time essentially as the praetorian guard uh they will help place people on the throne so yeah this is the wrong catherine or you're looking at Catherine the Second. Yeah, that's Catherine the Great. We haven't we haven't Catherine come Uno. Yeah, Catherine the First, Russia. She was again. Uh, Give me a lot of homely looking ladies here, but there's some <laughs> pleasant thickness to them if if you really squint. Um, but uh, you know what they say about Russian women? Yeah, so um, half, half of well, half of them aren't going to. Well, they're be not Russian. even Russian. Yeah, exactly. Right, so, right. for example, Catherine the First. You know what they say about women? Was, oh oof. man! <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> So Catherine the first was actually a captured uh, Corland-ish uh, princess. Ooh. He captured her in a siege. I mean, uh, the, uh, I don't believe historiographically there was any like weird shit. Uh, she was just one of the people stuck inside a siege. And this is 18th century. So they don't like kill everyone. People surrendered and he met her and she was nobility. And they were like, oh, cool. You know, so eventually they ended up together. So she's, she's already not Russian to begin with. Uh, but um, so there's some uh, mostly old Muscovite uh, nobility. So people that were really opposed to Peter the Great's reforms, they declare for the infant grandson, Peter II. Um, and a lot of these guard officers and guard soldiers, guys that have done 20 years of war with Peter, have been in his household. They know his wife. They declare for the wife, Catherine. And of course, through sheer military power, their presence in St. Petersburg, guess who wins? It's Catherine. So Catherine is almost immediately declared by the, uh, they did have a Senate. Uh, it was called the Governing Senate, and they had something called the Collegia, which is essentially the ministry. So uh, people that held like the Minister of Foreign Affairs or the Chancellor or whatever. It was, a lot of them were mostly supplementary roles. Again, the, the, the sovereignty was absolute. So Catherine, again, she's a nice lady. She lives for two more years, but she doesn't cause, you know, there's no problems around. So uh, during this time, of course, the guardsmen, of course, even the guardsmen, the soldiers at this time are nobles. So from private on down to colonel, these are all people of the blood. These guys learn how to play at politics. You start more cliques. The old favorite of Peter the Great, uh, Manshikov, he starts to kind of accumulate power. Uh, but Catherine dies. And Peter the Great, or Peter the Great's grandson, Peter the Second, um, is 11 when he comes to power. Oh, yeah. Um, that's he the, has absolutely... That's the prime ahead. age to be uh, ruler of a kingdom, right? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, at one... Uh, depending on the age and depending on the situation, there's either a regency or there's not. <laughs> when but you, when you've got all fully... those new, like, pubescent uh, hormones raging around inside you, it's mm -hmm. great. Is time. it? I mean, 11, do you guys... You sound like an early bloomer, dude. 
At age eleven, all Sorry, I wanted I was I my. I didn't mean to brag. I thought everyone did. <laughs> it was, no, I was still, I was still firmly a child when I was eleven. Personally, I don't know. Uh, well, some people, but, you know, they they wait until like sixteen, seventeen. That's fine, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what Peter II had an interest in was getting fucking shit house wasted and going on hunts. Uh, so eleven, yeah, eleven, and he died when he was fourteen. <laughs> I mean, any eleven-year-old with enough like good power. Power. Uh, yeah. We'll See, we'll I, die at the age of fourteen from something. I knew this factoid, yeah, and that's why I, I popped in with the. That's the best time to be leader because you got all these hormones and. Uh, yeah. No, hundred uh, percent. I'm not sure what is uh, the extent of his sexual exploits were, but he has absolutely he had no real interest in ruling. Um, so he left it to the uh, Supreme Privy Council. That doesn't sound no- notorious and nefarious in any way. No. Not at all. Uh, they're totally chill dudes. What do they uh, privy do? <laughs> Everything. Uh, what aren't stuff. they privy to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So he he actually moves out of St. Petersburg at one point. He uh, uh, Peter Peter the Second hunts. He does dumb shit. He drinks. He dies of smallpox. Essentially, having never taken an interest in politics. Uh, at this point, this is, there's an interregnum because Peter the Great didn't leave any issue. Uh, there is. Peter's daughter, Elizabeth, Elisabetta. She's not of age yet. Nobody really considers her uh, because everyone at this point is looking for, yeah, there it is, you got it. Um, nobody really considers her to be malleable enough. So what they she's what they go with- Not of, not of age, she's not, she's not 10 yet. Yeah, she's not malleable <laughs> enough. So what they go with is Peter's, uh, they go with Peter's niece, Anna, Anna. Anna Ioana. So that means she's Anna, the uh, daughter of John, uh, Peter's elder brother, who uh, was actually co-czar with him when he when they were boys. But John, uh, he was super, super mentally ill and he died pretty early, but he was able to have a daughter who, uh, when Peter was alive, was married off to the Duke of Courland. So Courland is modern day Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, right around there. Um, it is a German uh, nation, tiny little state, essentially by the end of Peter the Great's realm uh, as like a Russian satellite. But she's married off. Um, and the story goes that uh, she's 17. The Duke of Courland is 17. They come over to Russia. They get married. And at the wedding celebration, the Duke of Courland, who's, of course, this nice uh, young German boy, has this stupid fucking idea of trying to go drink for drink with Peter the Great. Son of a bitch. The Duke of Courland dies. Yeah. <laughs> he dies. Uh, some say because on the, on the trip back, some say as a complication of alcohol. Some say as, as because of, you know, got too cold when he was leaving. But some people say uh, it was all the stab wound. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were they were pretty chill about it. But uh, yeah, he tried to go drink for drink with Peter the Great. That did not end for, well for him. So uh, Anna remains alone. Immediately, there start to be palace intrigues, uh, rakes, and various ne'er-do-wells travel Ooh. to her court because she's a widow and try to, in, you know, have intrigues and try to get married to her. She all, you know, again, she's uh, not the greatest looking lady. Uh, so she is falls victim to several of these. Um, uh, I think it was the, uh, remember August the Strong, the Polish king from way back in the day? Mm, yeah. 
his bastard son, one of his like 90 bastard children, um, decides to try to have an affair with, uh, with Anna and succeeds almost to a point that she decides to marry him. But then, of course, it's a huge scandal. And uh, Catherine the first does not permit her to do this. And it's it, so eventually this is all while um this is all while Peter's still alive and or, you know, Catherine the first is alive. But eventually they they get her to come over because she seems to be malleable. And she's a young widow. Uh, she uh, you'll see what her tastes are like in just a little bit. She has pretty simple tastes. Um, she appears to be easily malleable. So as soon as she shows up, Anna Yanovna, um, the nobility immediately try to introduce a constitutional monarchy. Here's, uh, you know, weak, malleable lady. Let's limit her fucking power. So they get, present her with something called the conditions, um, which gives this Supreme Privy Council control over war, peace, and taxation. And essentially, without those three things, a monarch's not going to be able to do much. Um, so she agrees, uh, and they place her on the throne. But very immediately, soon after that, cliques start to play off one another again. You have some older Muscovite uh, nobility that starts to show its, show its ugly head. Um, they convince her that, uh, oh, we, uh, this is an infringement upon your absolute power. Your uncle, Peter, would not have liked this. Uh, they essentially strong-armed you into this. And she takes his document and she rips it up in front of people. And again, because she has the guardsman's support, nothing really happens to her. And remember when we talked about, uh, I think both, both times actually, is when Peter and his uh, father, Alexei, uh, brings a bunch of Germans over, brings a bunch of foreigners over to Russia. Uh, well, now a lot of these Germans, having been paid really well due to their specialties and Peter, are in positions of power. So now you have to, you start, uh, you start forming German-centered uh, forms of power almost. You have Germans holding high position and non-Russians holding uh, high positions. Oh, there was a 362 or 382 children. The dude uh, got around. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say. Augustus was, 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 was chill. Those, he was those, chill. Those womanizers. Bro, that's a, uh, it's just that's a birthday for every day of the year. That's you got it right. Yeah. It's like, a chill dude. That's like King Siam numbers, right? Like, holy <laughs> shit. Also, could, 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 you, could you scroll up to pretty much the top? Because there was a, Hilarious fact up on the uh, uh, the the main space on the on the right uh, towards the top of the article. Um, it's about his burial. Yeah, yeah, down a little bit. It read under died burial. Dresden, his heart is buried, and Krakow, his body is buried. <laughs> Why? <Something laughs> <that. laughs> okay. Who who listen? Who paid attention last time? Why is that? Where's Dresden located? Uh, uh, Saxony. Where's Krakow located? That's Poland. In Poland. Why? His heart is in Saxony because he is the Duke ah, of Saxony yeah. first. Mm. He's the Duke of Saxony first, and he is the elect king of Poland. My That's heart belongs right. to Saxony. That's right. Remember that he fought as a as as the king of or the the Duke of Saxony first. He right. never declared war as Poland. That was the weird shit during the Great Northern War. No fucking bolts. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, no fucks. So and yet, and yet, well, 365 yeah. kids and your body's strewn out all over the place because you're just it's like, very it's very 18th century. Yeah. yeah. I, I love yeah. it. 
where were all of his mistresses from? Because did they everywhere? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's, the there's a little bit of his dick. <laughs> well, if we want to, if we want to get into Poland at the time, uh, Poland again, we have a, we have this interesting situation where Poland is an elective monarchy, and with a very very high percentage of nobility. Poland has a lot of nobility, and because it has a lot of nobility, all that nobility can't really share land. So you have a bunch of poor fucking nobility. Like they, they have all these names to their name, but not much else. So yeah, uh, you have these poor noble women throwing themselves at the king in the sense that, hey, that's my ticket out of here. You know, like so yeah, uh, from from an economic standpoint, it completely makes sense. I mean, that's in the horrific, barbaric fucking kind of. Uh, 18th century, uh, going back to 17th century yeah. kind of way. I'd, I'd um, fuck Joe like, Biden for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Who would, <laughs> yeah. For money, yeah. Did Hell, you, I'd do it for I, political power. In the finishing yeah. school, I'd do it for political power. Yeah, I, I would. Do. I would sow Joe Biden's seed across the United States just to keep the the union intact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the fucked up version of Johnny Appleseed or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Joey Biden seed. Danko, yeah, da- Dank Danko grape seed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> let's get back to uh, uh Russian yeah, history. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, let's get to a little bit more of a PG topic here and talk about uh, Anna's orgies. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> So, so, uh, John, type in, type in Anna of Russia. This is the lady we're talking about. You'll see, she's a, she's a, she's a good looking lady. Ice castle. Yeah, that's the one. She, high, high quality corset though. High quality. And look, look at that, look at that lazy eye. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Look it's, at that. it's pretty bad when the painter puts the lazy eye in yeah well it's all about the point like you can't do it like you can't do anything it, about it you know imagine imagine being that painter though and like th- this this probably happened because the previous painter ended up issuing it and then she's yeah. just like why the fuck didn't you include my sty is there something wrong with like style? Of course. Remember, guys, this lady is getting all the best looking dudes throwing themselves at her too. So all of the all of the all of the amazing fucking hot nobility is all about it. Well, some not so hot, but uh, yeah. um, her favorite is a guy named Byron, not with a Y, but with an I. He's a German. Ooh. Uh, so I don't know if it's Biron or I'm not really sure. I never learned how to pronounce his name. That's her um, favorite. Let's um, let's also be clear, like in a in a kind of a feminist sense here. All the men are also ugly. 100. No, no, everyone is. Everyone is. No, no, everyone's everyone is, ugly. Everyone is ass ugly during this time. Yeah. Uh, if you look up Elizabeth Woodville, who was. Um, I think Edward the wife or. Uh, he married for love. This was in the Wars of the Roses in England. She was considered to be the fucking beauty of the land. So look up Elizabeth Woodville and see what she looks like. She was considered to be the most the, the best looking woman ever, right. like ever in England, right. because she was she was like, I'm not sure if she was a peasant, but she was like a commoner, and he married her, and oh, it caused so, so she wasn't it caused it caused horrible wars 
but she was considered to be a beauty. She wasn't an inbred monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the problem <laughs> with the nobility is they, they've been in, yeah. inbreeding this whole time, and so yeah. Well, you can't transmit you can't transmit power if you don't marry someone of your equal rank. That's how right. that works. Which is the only so a king has I to marry somebody a... is to transmit my power. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't keep your lands. How 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 else are you supposed to be a king if you don't marry someone of royal blood? What the fuck is that all about? Yeah. Uh, now there's my boy Eddie on the far left. That's Eddie the fourth. Eddie, what's his name? That's yeah. him right there. The yeah. one with the little beret. Yeah, that's my boy. He married her for love. Um, that that's not that's the fucking guy from Shrek. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's that's it's Edward in, Farquaad. It's interesting how this works. Yeah, because, Farquaad. Thank you. Yeah, it's no, it's Edward Farquaad because uh, uh, he married Eddie her for, sure. for love. Farquaad. She clearly married him for money and power. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Is that the <laughs> that first trophy wife? I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like yeah, he that's that's her because he needs somebody to cut his steak for him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't. I misplaced my too, lower so. jaw today. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's that's that a whole other we, we can do a we can do a whole series on the Wars of the Roses and the Hundred Years' War after all this shit if you want, but. Uh, I don't know how much it applies to leftist politics, or does it? Because in the aftermath of the Black Death, yeah. there was a huge amount of upward social mobility because yep. people straight up died, so people we've, could move and serfdom effectively in England ended after the we've, Black uh, Death. Because we've gone over a lot of that stuff in our uh, between this and bringing down the grindhouse, our, our witch episodes begin yes. with the, uh, the those changes after the Black Death. Yeah, yeah, no. because. Yeah, the people needed uh, people to work the land. So they were like, hey, maybe we can't bind you to land and need to pay you a wage now. Also so, the first yeah. time that there was any kind post of pandemic, Post-pandemic, we gonna be all right. Uh, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it did have the Little Ice Age, but no, this is actually the, the mm-hmm. early 18th century. That's actually the Little Ice Age. Oh, the prince is in the tower. There you go. We all know what happened to them. Anyway, um, Yes, back are to they the princes in tower? They look, yeah, they they actually look more like cavaliers. This is like a 17th century painting because they look like they have cavalier style haircuts from the English Civil War. They're more cuties. Yeah, well, you know that old Richard the Fourth. Richard the Fourth has been like exonerated, the by the way. Or Richard the Third. When they're like, I want to have bangs again. Yeah. <laughs> no. And as soon as they get it, they're like, Oh no! Uh, I should have. Oh, Why did I have that meltdown? Yeah. They do have yeah. like rural '90s mom's haircut. Yeah, rural yeah. rural '90s mom. What is it? Pantaloon vibes. <laughs> I'm sorry, those are tights. Excuse me, pantaloons are the the exact yeah. opposite. They're frilled. Those are uh, those are tights. Um, all righty. Where were we? I don't even remember where we were. Um, which, yeah. which, somewhere which, which someone that knows their pants. Some somewhere in Russia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Somewhere, yeah, in somewhere in Russia. Yeah. You had mentioned was, yeah. you had Anna, mentioned Anna's Anna's orgies, orgy. and then yes, the yeah, yeah. So <laughs> back to the orgy. That's to bring bring the focus back. Bring the focus back. So not so much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why I thought like art would come up. <laughs> and we're out. And we're out. That's, that's it. Uh, that's I think uh, to be censored. I'm gonna yeah, wrap that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why nice. I thought like uh, like uh, uh, kind of Renaissance uh, parody art would like, come up, like uh, Marie Antoinette blowing a horse. You know, nope. like something classy. 
It was a Swiss guard, I think. It was, was yeah. Leave it, 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 yeah. it up. I, ref- I refuse to censor oh, this podcast. Oh, That's going God. straight up to, onto YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, yeah. We'll see if they catch it. Again, how long is this going to be? Let's see if they catch Somebody's it. Somebody's going to catch right. it. <laughs> only only 0.01% of this say, podcast yeah, many, is hardcore porn. The, li- the listener is going to be very upset. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, listener. You missed out all the, all the, all the cum. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe, yeah. maybe we maybe don't click on the uh, the orgy links anymore. <laughs> maybe we don't. Oh Lord, we, we probably should have had safe safe search on. I, Jesus I think Christ! Typing in the word oh. orgy was actually where we went wrong. But uh, this that's is the, that's... this is history, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we could talk. We we can talk about erotica another time. Again, yeah. I I just because I'm Russian doesn't mean that's my entire base of knowledge, but. It'd be like that on occasion. Um, All right. Yes. Please continue. Public opinion. That's true. (laughs) Sorry. Funny looking. (laughs) (laughs) So Anna essentially loves to spill the tea on everyone around her. Um, She is uh, described as being a very, very gregarious woman. She, uh, you know, wants to hear the latest gossip. She has a bunch of like fools and dwarves and like just just crazy shit around her, like very kind of medieval style, almost the kind of kind of a regression. Yeah, very kind of like that very bang bang in your face. Again, I'm not sure if there were actual orgies. I just wanted to bring us back. Um, but there is a recorded instance of his, of her marrying her fool with one of her ladies in waiting and making them stay for their honeymoon or wedding night in a uh, in a mansion built of ice where they nearly oh, yeah. froze to death of course but of course you know this is a um uh this is actually the first recorded uh time where they started building these ice palaces in St. Petersburg and it's a it's a big tradition in terms of about what some of the first times they did it it was for essentially for the raffles and um yeah so she made oh uh second from the right top row that's the painting of it no, well, I guess I guess the, the the other one. Sorry, the farther from the right. There's a picture, yeah, a picture of her and her fucking dumbasses, and there they are, the 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 happily married couple freezing to death. It's a great yeah, picture. rules. Great it's, picture. It's very metal. Yeah. yeah. What's the resolution on that? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you'll see yeah. Anna with her dwarves, <laughs> and then there's the the happily married couple. Uh, John, John, as uh, a quick note, instead of. Uh, Opening up the image in the new tab from uh, Google Images. Open up the link in a new tab. Oh, so uh, what are you what are you doing this uh, this weekend? Oh well, I and my dwarves, my fool ass husband, are going to go die in the ice castle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good time. Anyway, this is pretty pretty common shit. I mean, oh. even uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, again, like... we're we're talking about we're talking about a time when serfdom is. Serfdom is crystallized. Serfdom is uh, it made worse during Peter the Great's time, and these nobles can do with their serfs essentially as they wish. God, you yes. go, you go, stand on your head. You sing for me until you lose your voice. You, <laughs> you know, essentially go fuck that horse. Or like it's 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 whatever. Like it's, it's out of this episode. There's yeah. a there's a whitest kids you know sketch where there's this bored king. And he's sitting on his throne, and he tells the uh, the court jester to to squeeze his penis really hard. Not, not the king's penis, but like his chest. own. Yeah, the jester's own penis, and he's not like, mine. "Do that thing where you squeeze the tip of your dick really hard." 
Jesus. <laughs> that's what I would be as a, as a ruler we, at this yeah. time. Yeah. We've all yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. Exactly. You know, we're we're either Peter the second with our small box and hunting, or we're we're on a on with the ice palace. I mean, I don't think there's really a an in-between. Um, it's actually wonderful. I mean, if we want to get all Lacanian about it, it's a wonderful kind of window into the human mind as what happens when you have completely unlimited power. Um, you do shit like this. Yeah. You're always chasing uh, that, that little, that little object that you can never yeah. get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, horrific times for some, but at the same time, uh, it is the 18th century. So it is a time of uh, courtly manners. Everyone's very polite and, Little by little, uh, the quality of life in the entirety of Europe, including in Russia, rises. Um, something like 20 years are gained on life expectancy throughout Europe during Damn. this time. From the 17th to the 18th century, new means of cultivating grain, rye, um, wheat, uh, different means of field melioration, uh, uh, triple fields from, from double in Russia, it's from double fields to triple fields. Everywhere else in Western Europe, it's from triple field to four field crop rotation. Uh, again, uh, sciences start to become a thing. We're talking about the beginning of the Enlightenment. Um, and it's not just in this, uh, again, people, uh, casual observers like to note that, or, or you know, people that had to learn about the Enlightenment. Oh, it was all just a bunch of white dudes and wigs talking about uh, philosophy and shit. A lot of it was very, very practical science. And the most practical of sciences, of course, is agronomy. Um, and you have uh, increases in crop yields and something as simple as increases in crop yields um, and the introduction of, uh, well, this is more in the medieval ages, but closer to, you know, Renaissance era, the introduction of a steel plow, as opposed to, for example, a wooden plow, mm-hmm. uh, just being able to break the earth quicker, being able to get the harvest fat. It's, it's an essential part of what makes 95% of the population uh, be able to live to see sunrise. And, um, that has an imprint in the overall uh, population gain of Europe. It has an imprint on uh, changing mores and norms. And this reflects in both court behavior and politics and in warfare. Um, whereas back in medieval times, you relied on uh, nobility and retainers and that sort of stuff. You have the centralization of power and absolute monarchs that rely on professional soldiery. Well, in the 18th century, after this horrible crisis of the 17th century with the Thirty Years' War and the English Civil War, and these brutal, uh, almost essentially uh, kind of similar to, we had our own Thirty Years' War between Polish-Lithuania, again, Poland, and uh, Muscovy. Again, horrible, destructive wars. Uh, You have this kind of shift in perspective and thinking of uh, maybe we want to preserve our people. Maybe we want to have our people live more, uh, provide us with more, uh, you know, commercialization, and it applies to combat as well, wherein uh, you're on professional armies and they're essentially mercenaries. Um, and you pay them well, you feed them well, you make sure that there's always a nice supply train. They don't march too long. They have nice uh, fucking tents to camp in. They have nice warm food waiting for them everywhere. This is an essential part of 18th century combat. When we start getting into linear tactics, and uh, linear methods of warfare. Everyone uh, in America is always like, oh, why the hell would they stand in lines and, and shoot at each other? Uh, there's a very concrete methodology behind it, both in, in the implementation of uh, f- uh, fire locks and muskets and how 
ballistically that works, um, the installation of discipline in order to make it effective, and also what it takes, uh, the, the amount of discipline it takes to make an army function. But a lot of it is also about preserving your forces. So anybody that's ever played a total war game uh, set in the 18th century, um, anytime you fight a battle on open ground, that's not right. Most warfare in the 18th century was uh, siege warfare, but not in the uh, castle kind of situation of the Middle Evil Ages. Uh, again, by the high Middle Ages, late Middle Ages, we had cannon. So there's no need for crazy trebuchets and sitting out. But uh, again, we have a Vauban type fortifications, these huge rings of star forts. If you want to look up star forts uh, or, or Vauban, V-A-U-B-A-N, that's the guy that uh, invented them. Uh, these they're more earthworks than anything. And they're, they're again, highly scientific instead of just, you know, a keep with some towers. Um, you're talking earthworks, several layers of rivulins and uh, sloping fucking ground. Yeah, there you go. The bottom left. That's a great one right there. These star forts. Um, yeah, you see these siege fortifications that are geometric in shape, very enlightenment, very mathematics. And to take them would take a very specific kind of fucking... Uh, warfare. Um, oftentimes you needed, you know, a concrete, uh, you needed contravallation, meaning you make your own wall around it. Then you pound a specific section of wall. And then because you're all gentlemen with feathers on your hats, as soon as you uh, break down the wall, then the uh, commandant of the fortress comes out with his feather hat. He takes a bow. He says, the, you know, the city is yours, sir, because you want to avoid horrible casualties and they surrender and everybody's happy. Um, every time you see mass land combat, like big pitched battles, something has gone wrong. Um, and you'll see this throughout the 18th century as we talk about, because again, all these coups uh, that we've seen and that we will continue to see in Russia are merely, they don't exist by themselves. Again, uh, uh, history in general, and in this case, we're talking Western Eastern European history, is very, very tightly bound together during the 18th century. You have absolute monarchies already starting to have balances of power. You have uh, uh, contra-positioning um, chains of alliances in the wake of the 30 years war when it was established that a state meaning a not an, again we always get into the weeds here with with nations versus states but a state meaning a country um, is a thing as opposed to uh, just a collection of a lord's personal domain um, so you have these states that have borders that have, you know, they're usually close together as opposed to, you know, like the Habsburg monarchy who had shit in Liechtenstein. The, the Habsburgs started off in Liechtenstein. So the castle Liechtenstein, that's uh, the Habsburgs original uh, castle. It's really neat. Um, and then they had, uh, you know, they had land in Burgundy somewhere, and then they had land in the Netherlands, and they had land in Austria, and they had lands. Or, so this kind of uh, old style, medieval style rule, I love the, I love the fucking Minecraft shit. Yeah, I was just waiting for him to click on the Minecraft. Minecraft, one. <laughs> Minecraft people will come up with fucking anything and some people put in so much work into that show oh, yeah. I, I love it. those are accurate fucking vote ban um those are probably recreations of real places if i was willing yeah. to fucking i'm willing i'd be willing to bet those are recreations of actual locations and they have done god that looks beautiful amazing <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah so again absolute monarchy implies uh developing logistics being able to pr pay and feed armies much larger than before. Again, um, 
during the medieval ages, the largest thing was uh, the largest fucking pitched battles were fought probably between Mongols. Um, and like the first crusade was a huge fucking peasant movement. And even then still, I think it was a max of like 50,000 men. That was unheard of in medieval times. We talked about sizes of cities during medieval times, right? Before um, that, it was like Soromon, right? Versus... Uh... 10,000. Yeah, 10,000 would be an incredible army. An incredible <laughs> fucking size. Now we're talking about standing armies of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. And that's kind of a... Yeah. It's an acceptable thing. You're able to feed, clothe, provide for, house, etc. Billet. This will... Uh, this will be a fun tool that'll help us later in the American Revolution. You're able to quarter soldiers in people's homes. That's totally fine. Just give them a piece of paper and say, hey, I, I'm here now. Feed us. Um, but yeah, uh, logistics lead to a different kind of war. While this shit is happening in the background, you have, um, during the Great Northern War, you have the War of the Spanish Succession. Uh, France with Louis Fourteenth, the Sun King is trying to put his family member, I don't believe it was his son. I think it might be his nephew. He's trying to put his nephew on the uh, Spanish throne. The union of France and Spain into one monarchy would destabilize all of Europe completely, permanently, forever, and make it a hyperpower at this time, essentially. Consider Spain with all her colonies, France with all her colonies, France with all her population, Spain with all her population. It is a hyperpower that cannot become to pass. The Holy Roman Empire unites against them. A uh, bunch of different countries, they fight. England, of course, goes to fight France because fuck France, and it's England. So, uh, again, so, so this is the, the, so the Great Northern War occurs in the shade of, we're well, not in the shade, but in the same time period as the War of the Spanish Succession. They influence each other. In the end, by the way, uh, Louis XIV is able to put his family member on the throne, but he has to renounce all claims onto Spain. So that's why um, in France, you had the Bourbons, and in Spanish, you now have the Bourbon dynasty. And of course, I think even the modern, uh, like Juan Carlos, he's a Bourbon. So, I mean, they've come down since then. So they're, they're the French Bourbons. Um, if you go down, all, uh, all the monarchies extant and uh, whatever, they're not actually from where they are. So, again, we talked about, did I talk about Bernadotte? In Sweden, he's from France. So all the Bernadottes right. in Sweden are from France. Uh, the, the current English monarchy, the Windsors, are the House of Hanover. They're Germans. Yeah. Uh, the Bourbons are, of course, uh, French. Uh, the Romanovs, you will see. Uh, Peter II, the kid that died at 14, he's actually the last male in the line of Romanovs. Ever since then, the Romanovs aren't really Romanovs. So they become mostly germans or whatever it is so again, romanovs. <laughs> there you go well and again of course the romanovs come into power uh, as the result of a ruse anyway they were kind of traitors during the polish lithuanian wars and they just knew when to jump off and uh the first romanov kings or uh, daddy was the uh patriarch that's like the uh the orthodox pope i'm sure that didn't have any influence at all <laughs> at all um but uh yeah so I guess what I'm trying to get at with this little background is, is you know, we're talking about Anna and how she had funny fucking, uh, you know, uh, dwarfs and shit at her throne. But at the same time, this woman wielded a huge amount of power, was influential directly and indirectly in a variety of uh, courts throughout Europe. What she did um, reflected across the land. And therefore, what starts to happen in the 18th century is permanent embassies 
This is, a, again, a development partially of the Enlightenment, partially as kind of a return of a classical relations. You have, obviously, in ancient times, you have, oh, is that the current patriarch? His name's Kirill. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Let's talk about this. They recently had the wedding. At the St. Petersburg and Isaki in the Isakovsky <laughs> Cathedral in St. Petersburg, they recently had um, the Romanovs get married, or uh, it was the <sighs> so it was the, Z- the last czar's nephew or cousin Kirill. He ran away, of course, during the revolution. He then got married morganatically, means he got married to essentially. Um, not a commoner, but he, uh, he married to some noble from uh, Georgia, I think. And of course, the Bogratiwans. The Bogratiwans were uh, kings of Georgia back in the day. Not that Georgia. Uh, but, but, I wasn't uh, going to make a joke. I, yeah. I, I was trying so hard. Yeah. Um, so he got married to them. So that immediately disqualifies from from succession. But he said that, you know, whatever. So then he has, they have a daughter. And this daughter has a son. But by the time they're there, they're they're in Spain. And uh, a lot of these guys were super on board with fascism, actually, at the time. Some of these guys are super cool about financing uh, Nazis. And then uh, eventually they flee to Spain. And if anybody knows anything about Spain, who was in charge of Spain during the World War Two and then was like in charge of Spain for a lot longer until like seven, 1975, 76. Who was in charge of Spain back then? It was um, Franco. Yeah, it was Francisco Franco, yeah. literally a fascist. So again, these guys who a lot of these people who have never been to Russia, never they barely speak Russian, all of a sudden decide to have a wedding in uh, the Sakyevsky Sabor, the um, the the main cathedral or whatever, uh, which technically is available to be rented out publicly. You're allowed to rent it out, but they had the police guarding it, and then they were able to go to some sort of palace and have their thing there, and that's a protected state fucking asset. So, um, again, they're clearly not private individuals, and all this shit was done at the behest of someone else. But that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, again, Russia is keeling over in terms of right uh, rightist kind of thought right now so we'll we'll definitely get into that when we talk about mr dugan yeah his my boy. <laughs> we're not getting there for a while but we will get there eventually uh um but uh, doogie House. a lot of yeah do, yeah do, dugan uh, uh gets into a lot of stuff and a lot of this eurasian stuff and and he's uh, in a way he's a spiritual successor to um Fuck, I'm blanking on the name, but there was a guy during the Soviet Union who uh, was a great adherent, and his theory essentially boiled down to um, when the sun hits you just right, you become passionate, and uh, (laughs) when you're passionary, you become a superior race. And then Eurasia, the hit, the, the sun just hits you just right, and things are a okay. And that's why that's the extent of his science. It's great. I it's great love stuff. It. <laughs> it's amazing. And again, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's literally like that. But it's uh, fascism by another name. Yeah. And we'll get all into that shit. We'll get all into how the Russian get Federation. All up in it. Uh, the Russian Federation is not supposed to have an ideology. It's written into the Constitution that the Russian Federation is a non-ideological state. It's like Article One. That's a that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds like an so ideology. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's the third way. 
we all know remember what we, we remember well no his is the fourth his uh, <laughs> right. uh, dugan's all yeah. about the political uh fourth political theory yeah. which did you ever get to read that or was no. it censored away they pulled it from a lot of bookshelves here uh but of course you know through means you can still get it um z lib z lib z lib yeah dude all day all <laughs> fucking day Please. i don't know what i just said i just blanked out steal books steal yeah. books knowledge should be free um I'm but uh where was i yeah so um we all know what the third way is um and that's uh so anybody uh, we just uh a couple months ago we uh listened to evita or we watched Evita with Madonna, the famous yeah. Latina. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, Peronism is all about third way uh, fucking populism. It's great stuff. Good stuff. Bringing it back. Yes. Do all Russian uh, Orthodox uh, priests look like necromancers? Some look do. Like. I mean, they're, they're, in, they're encouraged to grow beards. Um, well, there no, is, I mean, uh, like, this, this, no, no. this outfit are amazing. No, no. It, uh, it gets more metal. Uh, so oh, really? what we have, what we have is the white clergy and the black clergy. And again, of course, mm-hmm. Russia's this is the black clergy are essentially monks. And yes, to become the patriarch, you have to be a monk. So a lot of this black clergy, yeah, yeah, there it is. It, it gets pretty metal. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so type in Russian monks. It'll it'll come up. There there there's some gangster shit that they do. But uh, yeah, again, Orthodoxy and Orthodox uh, Russian Orthodoxy <laughs> priests are allowed to marry. Oh wow! So yeah, that's that's been the case forever. They've been able to marry. Dude. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah all, no, no. some of this old all of these people shit. are Dugan. They're yeah. all Dugan. <laughs> well, Dugan, just Dugan, has is, Dugan is something he calls him. Uh, the, the movement is called Rodnaviera, which is kind mm. of this weird. A blend of old believer Orthodox Christianity, which we can get into this episode because Peter told him to fuck off. So um, essentially, uh, Christian syncretism, or uh, uh, frankly, something that's existed since the dawn of all religions, is mm-hmm. once you get a religion, it gets popular, it goes to insular communities, it becomes syncretized. So right. old believer faiths were essentially that which um in russia is something that followed the old order so meaning making the sign of the cross with two fingers as opposed to three fingers which is practiced by the russian orthodoxy now now i know that in catholicism it's two fingers but it's with your left hand in orthodoxy it's with your right hand three fingers together uh but the old believers do it with two and it's because you know the trinity um father son holy spirit that's three and the two is the two um I forget the Greek term for it, but it's because uh, Jesus was both man and God. So mm-hmm. you, you have the human hand and you have the symbology of three of the Trinity, two, man and God. And then the old believers just had it reversed. But because they had their shit reversed, all their cultural syncretism went away because uh, Peter, again, through Westernization. But in this case, from Byzantium, he again took because, uh, you know, the Turks have Constantinople, but there's still a bishop, you know, the archbishop, a patriarch of Constantinople. So he takes from it the Julian calendar. Again, before Peter, the Russians were still using using the um, the old, like it's the year five thousand calendar, like from mm. Anno Mundi, I think it was called. So he adopted the Julian calendar in the year seventeen hundred, whereas the rest of the world was adopting the Gregorian calendar during this time. So we're just we're just a hop, skip, and a jump behind everybody, as always. Um, 
which is why you will see dates uh, in the Russian Empire written 12 or 13 days uh, behind the uh, Gregorian calendar because we're following the Julian calendar. It does not, you know, it doesn't have leap years right. or something. Again, I can't, uh, yeah. So uh, when we come to very, very famous dates like Borodino, is 28th of August, but it's 7th September by the new style. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great October Revolution occurs on 7th November, uh, 25th of October. Somebody should have told so you about it, that. It, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> as soon as the commun- as soon as the fucking tankies come to power, they immediately rejoin the modern world. They're like, this is dumb. Uh, we're going to take away like five fucking letters that nobody ever uses. We're going to simplify the language. We're going to teach everyone how to read, which they did amazingly well. The 20th, uh, in the 20s, they had uh, committees for the elimination of illiteracy. And motherfuckers would just walk. Shit. Motherfuckers would walk into your house and teach your ass to read. <laughs> and you better fucking learn. And you letters, better fucking bitch. learn. Just <laughs> read, kick your door with a gun. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking Soviet. Yeah, Cheka agents with fucking leather leather jackets and revolvers. Fucking read. Uh, but no, it was it was it was obviously not like that. Uh, it was pretty well done just like they uh, succeeded in electrifying most of the soviet union by the time and uh by the time style can't electrify power, that they, many people that's just <laughs> this is cruel <laughs> it just yeah, yeah they electrified the people and then <laughs> yeah we'll get to the soviet union god oh yeah my favorite Christ, haircut. where were we i don't oh, know yeah, how because... john is just going down wikipedia like black <laughs> holes yeah dude let's, let's do this <laughs> you know what no, i I'd Let's like talk about how the Dominican monks are going champagne. Yeah, it's uh, that's a uh, that's a uh, ah, fuck. I just forgot the name of the thing. Never mind. My joke died in my head. Mm. Now oh. it's rotting. Oh, buddy. Good thing. Anyway, <laughs> the listeners shut off by now, so we can really talk yeah. about whatever we want. They're so. asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We yeah. got to go back to. That's what, uh... that's what podcasts are for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sleep yeah. aid. Yeah. yeah. I, it's fun because I I have you know I've been presenting. Well, everything I've talked about has so far been correct. I just, you know, we've been going and Bad. first you haven't okay just been lying to us. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to I'd like to hope not. I mean, there's always stuff I'm missing because A, I'm not a professionally trained historian and I don't get paid to do this. Well, although I would love expert. to do this. Um, oh, I'm not an expert. Dang you. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true, right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't we count. We're all very well paid here. Yep. Yep. It's true. That's who are we paying that Patreon? That Patreon's going wild, and then the you know, yeah, fracking billionaires. Yeah, Let's, the CIA uh, paychecks coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to Russian history for a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Anna, let's bring it back. Anna had yeah. gout. Damn, we're still on gout. <laughs> severe gout. Boy, did Hell she yeah. suffer from gout, dude. You can this see shit, it going up her neck. Shit hurt a lot. I was gonna say, um, yeah, it looked. I didn't want to say this like the first time we looked at her picture, but it looks like she has like some. Uh, yeah, like she had some pretty severe on. gout. So uh, she has uh, attacks of gout. Okay. Eventually, some sort of uh, again, I'm not really sure, but it, it, eventually she takes a turn for the worse. This is the year 1740. Um, she uses Peter's prerogative of selecting whoever she wants as a successor, and for uh, some time, obviously, she ruled for ten years from 1730 to 1740. She started grooming her niece again. It's a lot of nieces. A lot of nieces, but her niece, she started grooming for power. Uh, her niece, uh, another Anna, this time Anna Leopoldovna, meaning she's the daughter of Leopold. Um, she's half German at this point. So Anna's Anna of Russia's niece, Anna Leopoldovna, is the daughter of Anna's sister. 
and a German prince. And then she marries a German prince, the Prince of Brunswick, or the Duke of Brunswick. So now they have a kid whose name is Ivan, of course. This is Ivan VI, and he's three-quarters German. So Anna, at this point on her dying bed, this was done uh, to the T's. She is able to produce a will. She's able to have witnesses. She signs the documents. She's like, this is who this shit's going to. Yeah, there's the baby. He's a baby. He's a little one. He's a baby. He's a He's his fate is actually very sad. Oh, I'll yeah. get to it. Oh, um, yeah. What his fate is sad. He's a sad not boy. This ugly bastard. No way. Oh, not this <laughs> Russian. Maybe that was his. Not this little German boy. Um. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. His fate was unfortunately that he was that he was not a bastard. If a bastard would have been easy, but he was not. That that was your first mistake. Yeah, not first being mistake. born a bastard. Your first mistake so, was being born legitimate, kid. You son of a bitch. So Anna Anna kicks off her boots. She rolls up her little fucking tights and she's 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 gone from this mortal coil. Um in the year seventeen forty. That's not where I thought uh, you were going. The at. infant the infant Ivan the Sixth is <laughs> That's right, a baby. That, that pain is <laughs> atrocious. Baby. Incredible. Yeah. Again, the people were just yeah, embraced tradition, abandoned modernity. Yeah. Here we are. Just abandon. Yeah. Embrace embrace fucking Baroque babies. Revolt against the modern world with that baby. Or fucking so, so fat. Been- God, it's a ghost babies. baby. <laughs> oh. Baroque babies. All right. You take him and put him in any Baroque painting as a cherub and he'll he'll be good um you know what i have to say about uh art then and art now right is that the you're not a you're not a presentist are you no well so i just think if it's uh if it's not baroque don't fix it please (gasps) hey 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 deeps hey mike mike yeah, Mike, I'm, I'm gonna mute him. Mike, can you, can you, bring, can you can you ban him? Yeah. Can you shadow ban yeah. his ass? Unfortunately, right. shadow we have a, on a podcast. <laughs> unfortunately, we do have a contract, so I have to keep him on. That's so. true. Otherwise, you guys don't get paid. I forgot. Yeah, all we're right. all on HR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh they no. They formed a union all a right. couple episodes ago. Good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the way. It's but it's like a police union. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, where they're allowed Shit. to do whatever they want. Like they, it's we like, get away it's with like crimes. The, yeah. It's like the New Jersey Teamsters kind of union. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, um, gotcha. So Ivan is an infant. So uh, his mother Anna Leopoldovna, uh, Anna Anna Ivanovna's niece, is essentially his regent. She has no interest. Again, despite the fact that she's been groomed, she feels out of her depth. She's again, she barely speaks any Russian. Um, she feels out of her depth. She leaves the running of the country essentially to uh, the, the chancellor, whose name is Minich and Osterman. So we have these again. What kind of names are these? These are German names. These are Germans in charge of the highest positions of power. This presents a problem to everyone from the common folk. Again, people are not stupid. People are serfs and people are often illiterate, but they kind of have a sense of what's going on. And people have this uh, shitty kind of uh, proto-nationalistic thing of like, hey, Germans are in charge, not Russians. What's going on? And in the background of all of this, we recall Peter the Great's daughter, Elizabeth, is still alive. She's still growing. 
Elizabeth Petrovna. Of course, Russian patronymic names are, you have your first name, and your middle name is your father's name. What did you just Google? I can't. It's <laughs> too small. He's looking up like <laughs> Germany and Russian conspiracy <laughs> theories. Oh, yeah, Germany no. rule, rules Russia. Also, yeah, uh, did and, you know uh, that Germany actually beat Russia in World War II? Whoops. Uh, anyway, because uh, Teddy, Russia you, did not participate. What's up? You you mentioned you mentioned this, and I think that we we need to we need to harp on it again, as we have been for the last two episodes. But yeah. the the primary lesson for all of these are that people throughout history, people are not stupid. <laughs> yes, well, I mean you look at people uh, are not actually stupid. You look at who's surviving yes. all of these moments, and it's not the people in charge. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. If All I can actually bring forth, are like doing weird shit, fucking each other when they're like loosely related, uh, dying in ice castles with not knowing the language of the <laughs> land that they're in. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... Well, Catherine will look great. Will come in and fix all that because she does, yeah. in fact, learn. But um, there was a historian. I forget the name, but he describes this period. I think really succinctly. With this phrase is that this isn't obviously this is an absolute monarchy at this time but the era of palace coups is described as an era of despotism limited only by regicide i think it's a perfect little fucking encapsulation of this period um because yeah you have absolute power at the very top but do you really have absolute power can you stop yourself from fucking getting throttled in your sleep no um so Again, Anna Leopoldova doesn't want power. You have these Germans that are in charge. Osterman eventually forces Minich out. Um, but here come the guards again. The uh, This Praetorian guard, the Prebrzezinski and the uh, Semyonov say, ooh, there's uh, Menshikov. Mench- this, this is a painting of Alexander Menshikov, Peter's favorite. He was the field marshal of Russia's armies in the Great Northern War. He was the richest noble t- during the entirety of Peter the Great's tenure. Peter the Great dies, not five years go by, and he's exiled to Siberia. This is Alexander Menshikov at the end of his life, somewhere in fucking Siberia with his family. Uh, he, uh, the, the story goes, he- like a ghost. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that one guy. That's, be, that's because it's, <laughs> that's because it's cold. Uh, but uh, the, the story he goes dead, is, yeah. the story goes, he left his personal regiment go to winter quarters and the very next day he was arrested and the story goes that he left saint petersburg with 30 carriages laden with shit and servants and all sorts of things and in siberia he arrived in one carriage with just his family and him driving it and he dies he (laughs) it got cold but um yeah this is how alexander menshikov again the premier fucking nobleman of his time his daughter's and got like a necklace of ears, yeah. like a, a, a belt. This is a really good illustration. I love how you found that, John. It's it's fucking fortuitous shit. This is a great. This is a great example it's of perfect. the cost of playing these this palace shit because he attempted to have his daughter, probably one of the ladies pictured in this picture, <laughs> to get married to Peter the Second. He schemed to have his daughter marry Peter the Second. Well. Peter wasn't really having that shit. Hopefully, and then no, as soon as yeah. Anna came to power, as soon as Anna came to power, she didn't like that either. And you have a bunch of these uh, nobility. Some of them try to scheme to get married again, and some of them end up fucking getting their heads chopped off because that's the game, dude. You play it, 
That's what happens. And at the same time, again, I'm talking some of the peasantry, they're living better lives. So, so yeah, uh, it just depends. Is, uh, <laughs> is the king of Russia part of the clergy at this point? No. Or, never or is he never? Never. That's never, never. the case. Okay. Again, if we recall back, Rus was formed by Vikings. Uh, the, 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 the story goes that the Russians reached out and asked a, a Viking prince to come rule them. That's a folklore story. What happened was the Viking prince showed up and fucking took charge and con- <laughs> like conquered shit. And members of his war band became his first nobility. Um, and yeah, that's how Rurik, the very first Russian czar, or Knyas at the time. I mean, the, the czar was uh, Ivan the Great, de- declared him czar, himself czar, and that was in the um, the fucking 15th century. So, uh, yes, Russia is a combination of Mongols, Vikings, uh, etc. It's uh, that's that's where our fucking shit comes from. Melting pot. And Scythians, of course, Scythians, the old Roman barbarians. That's Just the dopest from. name. Yeah. Uh, but. What was I going to say? I was going to bring it back to, yes, the guards, the uh, Prebrzezinski guard. Um, I'm trying to actually do some fucking, I'm trying to get a uniform of theirs. I'm trying to do some reenactment um, <laughs> because I'm a fucking nerd. I'm a, I'm a nerdy say, one shit. Day, one day. Uh, oh yeah, dude. I'm, I'm about to be. Is going to like go through like, uh, I don't know, your old belongings and like, it'll be yeah. the equivalent of like and an find old a tri-corner Nazi. hat. I was like, <laughs> how old were you? Anyway. Um, so yeah, probably just think you're racist or something at that point. Well, no, that's that's exactly. Yeah, oh, he's I just mean, an old like, because yeah, be, yeah, yeah, because in, in in America reenactment means crypto fash because yeah, you're probably doing some weird Confederate <laughs> yeah, shit, exactly. which is why I'm explicitly trying not to do it. the American Civil War is boring to me. Um, from a historiographical standpoint, the American Civil War is I merely. You, I didn't realize def- that the liberation of black slaves was so boring to you. Um, yeah. What it is essentially, is, I'm going to ignore <laughs> the challenge, and uh, it, it is essentially the the solving of the problems, the unfinished, the unresolved issues of the American Revolution. So it's also enough, fucking funny. Like that oh, war yeah. is full of such hysterical, like oh yeah, for sure, oh yeah, mistakes. Oh, to me, because it's so it, good. It's just because it's so pants the whole time. Because it's so popular in America, I kind of avoid because it's so ubiquitous. That's why I don't listen to Lady Gaga. In history circles where I move, it's so ubiquitous. And I'm like, ugh, enough. Um, but of course, it's, it's essentially the second part of the American Revolution where all the hypocrisy or a lot of the bourgeois hypocrisy of the American uh, War of Independence gets resolved. A it's, lot of it does not and becomes a lot worse. But that's also a, that later. another important lesson with like these long ranging uh, historical discussions is that uh, one war is generally just the continuance of, you know, a previous one uh, in, in the same sense that like one state is the continuance of another. Um, yeah. Like people talk about, uh, I mean, th- sorry, slight aside, but uh, like Rome, right? Mm-hmm. And how Rome, you know, lasted for fucking thousands of years and then it collapsed all in one instant when clearly that's not what happened. It just that's absolutely slowly not people thought Rome was around to, in the 18th right. century. And so states, that's how states ultimately function is they transmute into, you know, other forms. And the the same thing happens with events where events aren't uh, events don't follow great man syndrome. Right. Where there are exceptions, of course, because there's always exceptions. But yeah. But um, yeah, no, more often than, oh, please don't look at those. Those are. 
Those aren't the real uh, palace guards. The not my palace guards. Not my palace guard. Well, actually, in a way, they're exactly it. But I'm not sure if they have the power to uh, overthrow Putin. That would be that would be metal as shit if they. That would be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Um, we'll be talking oh, about man. these guys. What a fucking dude well that's uh that's from the company of palace grenadiers yeah I those know, are dudes but, but like yeah the beard and then also he's got like a helmet that's a beard yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> well these guys were usually drafted from dudes that were in the army for like 40 years and had like 20 campaigns under the belts so yeah, the, yeah, this yeah the guys that guarded more the palace. people than i've like talked to probably <laughs> don't get an eye on you I really uh, hope that that's just as there, like that's just been tortured into that shape. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just this amazing fro. Yeah, Russian fro. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Has to be contained. Um, oh, we can talk. We can talk about uh, Abram Petrovich. We can talk about Abram Petrovich Ganibal, uh, a, a black man in Russia and a huge fucking friend of uh, Peter the Great. But we gotta um, escape Peter the Great eventually. Have we have we talked about uh, Ganibal yet? Yeah. Uh, talk it, General Ganabal, uh, yeah. Abra, <laughs> Abram. Abram. <laughs> um, John just goes black no, man in Russia. No, That's no, it. No. <laughs> the only there's, one. The one. There's actually a lot of black people in Russia, and yeah. they mostly come from cultural exchange programs during the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union was supporting a bunch of communist shit in Africa. Um, yeah, in Moscow they have a Patrice Lumumba University, which is adjunct to the Moscow State yeah. University. <laughs> But I bet the Dukester loves that. <laughs> um, I'll just continue. <laughs> anyway, no, I love this. This is great. We will ne- we will never arrive at our destination. So no, that's Sometimes that's part of the it's fun. About the journey. Right, Peter right? the Great, part four. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, again, we've we've been away from Peter the Great for forty or for twenty years. Now, so. <laughs> Yeah, but well, we keep uh, again, on like returning all of these people. We're stuck in again, his orbit. We may have what, left well, him, it, but That's no. true, and that's a wonderful point. Peter the Great left such an impression of absolutism and into change. Some kind of poetic thing. <laughs> How are they not living under just, a shed? I'm How are they kidding. not I'm just kidding? Just down. going through their world as as I'm a result sorry. of his succession Look, laws. I'm sorry if I triggered you. <laughs> no, I love you. This is great. I, oh, I've had enough to I've had enough to say that to you. Peter's great a dead horse. This is just the Peter the Great show now. Uh, so yeah. anyway, Germans are in charge. Uh, are the in fucking charge. queen doesn't want to be. The, the queen doesn't want to be ruling. The the actual emperor is a baby. Uh, Peter the Great's daughter Elizabeth uh, starts spending a bunch of time at the guard barracks. Huh. I wonder why. Uh, she shows up. She gives out monetary gifts. She shows up and she baptizes their children. She shows up and talks to them as equals. At this point, the guards are not all nobles. It's been 20 years. Uh, Anna Ioannovna uh, specifically makes it a point to start drawing private soldiers from peasants, uh, as as with the rest of the army. The, the face of the guards. Elizabeth the Great, correct? Uh, no. No, this is Elizabeth Petrovna. She she was not the great. It's not Catherine the Great yet. So, but uh, Elizabeth Petrovna is, uh, in a way, a force of her own because she is able to convince the entire city of Saint Petersburg, these guards, that she's one of them, that Peter would have wanted her to be uh, empress. They call her mother. She's thirty one years old. They call her mother. She calls them my children. Uh, she showers them with gifts. 
And uh-huh. at one point they straight up like, like people, they accost her in the street, these guards and they're like, just give the order. We will storm that palace and kill everyone in it. Uh, she's like, and she, huh? Is this the black man? That's in no, that's that's Catherine the Great in her uniform. I'm, that might just be like a page. Uh, obviously, there black people have existed in Russia, but that is not the uh, that's not General Gannibal. Uh, general Gannibal was became a general at one point, and then he was the grandfather of Russia's most famous poet, uh, Alexander Pushkin. Is uh, you may have heard of uh, Pushkin, maybe uh, Danko, but he's Russia Russia's most celebrated uh, poet, and his grandfather was a black man. Isn't he, uh, uh, never mind. I'm not going to turn this into a thing. Go not on. yet. This is, I mean, this, he'll, he'll come up soon after the Napoleonic Wars. He's an important part of the Russian cultural landscape. Um, but, uh, she says, you know, the time is coming and she tries to go and convince, uh, her relative. I think it's her aunt or something or a cousin, I guess they're cousins at this point. Uh, and they, yes, that, that painting right there, that's going to be awesome. I wanted that to be the uh, theme of the episode right there is the drunk grenadiers toasting. Oh, that rules. That should, yeah, that's, that should be the fucking, that should be the image background. And I love how they're all like fat and drunk and awkward as shit. That's that's us. Fat, drunk, awkward as shit. With wigs. Just so many wigs. wigs. Yeah. We all Uh, have wigs. Essentially she gets in a tizzy with the queen, uh, uh, Anna Leopoldovna. They do not settle their differences. Um, Throughout uh, the entirety of this, there's planning and scheming, and everyone in the city knows that uh, Elizabeth is going to plan a coup. Anna does not listen to it. She dismisses it. And eventually the coup does happen. Um, Because Elizabeth Petrovna, again, is this nice, plump, baroque lady. uh, Also, she puts a cuirass on for this coup. Um, She's a bit slow. And the soldiers are all drunk. There's 300 of them. They're drunk. They're nervous. They're excited. They pick her up on their shoulders and fucking use her essentially as a battering ram to <laughs> break into the palace, go to the quarters of the, you know, Anna, the, 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 the existing <laughs> empress, say that they're under arrest. She takes over. Um, they get into the baby's room. But Elizabeth is like, you know, uh, this baby, uh, Ivan the sixth. And she's like, don't wake him up. So these granted, these drunk ass fucking men with 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 muskets break in and quietly stand by the bedside of this infant for an hour until he wakes up. He wakes up. He sees them. He starts screaming. Uh, at this point, there's a huge commotion. They pick him up. They fucking drag her to him. And in the meantime, they pick up and kind of drop another baby. Uh, oh. Ivan, the sixth sister, and she goes deaf for the rest of her life from that. Nobody so, you know, kind of whoops, whoopsie daisies. Yeah. Whoopsie daisies. Um but uh, eventually, uh, Elizabeth uh, puts everybody under arrest, and poor Ivan the Sixth is placed in prison for the rest of his life. As a baby, he spends the rest of his life essentially off and on. They use him as a figurehead first, then she declares her own primacy, um, and she spends the rest. He spends the rest of his life in prison, um, and he dies there. So uh, yeah. again, he was he was inconvenient because he represented the male line of a separate fucking thing. Uh, and Elizabeth Petrovna reigns over some of the um, good culture. What is happening? What are you even fucking good? What is <laughs> what is going on? This is why attention. I love the listener. Don't pay. Ivan the sixth. Shut. <laughs> you understand they didn't have photograph. Like, what are you doing? 
Like, uh, they didn't have mugshot. What are you? I'm oh contributing. <laughs> John never yes, does I want, any of the reading. I want, so he feels he I feels want, a little bit. There out is of no place reading. Sometimes. I'm just yeah. Ivan the Great. His mugshot was his little baroque painting, um, or Ivan the Sixth. Sorry, not not Ivan the, Ivan the Great was Ivan the First, and he was in the Middle Ages. God, they're all the greats, aren't they? Fuck. <laughs> oh. Name one Ivan that isn't great. I dare you. No, God, there's so many. That's the most common name. So, um, so Elizabeth, she's a... Uh... Yes, Elizabeth. The whole coup is, it's got to get financed, right? We talked about permanent um, ambassadors. Well, guess who finances the entire coup? It's the French ambassador, Marquis de Chetardy. Uh, why? Why do the French uh, have an interest in uh, funding a coup? Well, at the time, the Russians are already involved in a war with the Swedes, who are French allies, and the uh, Chancellor uh, Osterman is cultivating an Austrian alliance. The French don't like that because right at the corner of the 1740s, we have the War of Austrian Succession. You have uh, the Empress Maria Theresa, Theresia, who by the pragmatic sanction of her dying father, um, lets her inherit the throne. And this is the throne of the Holy Roman Empire, which has never been inherited before by a woman. The War of the Austrian Succession starts. You have Prussia, led by Friedrich the Great. We talked about him before. He was a super fabulous, the wonderful, wonderful gay man. Um, he uh, truly was the great, again, a lot of great people at this time. Friedrich the Great was a very, very good commander. He did not, uh, he threw himself into war simultaneously against Russia, Austria, and France. <sighs> He did not underestimate his army. His army was amazing, and he kept winning. What he did overestimate uh, was the capacity of just his country. Um, in the Seven Years' War, which is to fall, well, first the uh, War of Austrian Succession, and then the Seven Years' War, uh, which is technically the First World War because it takes place, uh, you guys know it here as the French and Indian War. Uh, in Europe, it is fought as the Seven Years' War. It, there's combat that takes place in India between the French and British. Uh, there's a variety of thing, colonial matters being settled. There's a variety of European matters being settled. And during this time, Prussia loses approximately 1.5 million people, both in soldiers and civilians. Uh, the death toll in the Seven Years' War is very, very fucking large compared to anything that's come before it, except maybe the Thirty Years' War. But the Thirty Years' War lasts 30 years, and it right. depopulates vast swaths of Germany. <laughs> Um, so uh, you have increased gunpowder uh, or firepower of cannon. Uh, you have these uh, professional armies that are shooting each other. Again, not a lot of uh, not a lot of deaths from musket fire unless you're very very close. Cannons are causing a lot of this damage. Once a unit breaks, cavalry pursues. That's where most of your casualties are going to come from. Um, but uh, Seven Years' War, in the scope of Russia, uh, the, the the war of I'm sorry. The War of uh, Austrian Succession. Um, Russia doesn't participate a lot. It participates at the end. Uh, but uh, again, uh, European geopolitics, um, always at the forefront, always at the background. There's people that try to argue again that uh, Russia is an Asian country. Russia has been a European country and has participated in European affairs for much longer and way before Peter, uh, even before the westernization of Russia took place. Again, we talk about Kiev and Kiev and Rus. Uh, in the 800s and 900s in the trade routes down to Byzantium, we talked about Novgorod, 
Novgorod and the trade between the uh, Crusaders and the Vikings and the Swedes and 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 uh, the Franks and all that shit. Uh, we talked about the later conflicts between the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth and the um, the last Rurikovich Tsars, um, and of course. Peter completely westernizes, opens the window to the West, gets St. Petersburg, fully European country. Um, but at the same time, you have these vestiges of the old medieval times still left because you still have a uh, fucking trigger word alert in Crimea. You still have uh, the spiritual successors of the Mongols, the Crimean Tatars, mm-hmm. uh, an actual ethnicity that's still around today. They're the descendants of Mongolians that have settled down. And at this point, they have their own uh, uh, Khanate. And they're, um, some people like to lump them in with the Ottomans, the Turks, but they were their own well, fully fledged uh, state with a huge army with, uh, you know, very competent uh, cavalry, that sort of stuff. Uh, at times, the Crimean Tatars would inflict horrendous losses on the Russians uh, throughout the 1600s, early 1700s. But by the 1700s, we have this full Europeanization of the military. And throughout the 18th century, you will start um, the conquest of Crimea, and it will finish with Catherine the Great. She will essentially conquer most of modern Ukraine, add it to the, uh, to the Russian Empire, um, and you will start the Black Sea will start becoming a function. And again, in the north, you have this window to the west. You have the Baltic open to the Navy. That's a Russian crepe. What is that? What is? What are you doing? What was that? Oh, I, I, I have. Oh, yeah. Yep, the, the, uh, the Ulus, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're a real ethnicity. They are, uh, frankly, they've been repressed by everyone forever. They've been repressed by everybody. So again, the Russians currently have Crimea. They're the Tatars are being repressed. When Ukrainians had uh, Crimea, they were being repressed. Before then, the Soviet Union, they're being repressed. And before then, it was the Russian Empire. They're being repressed. And before then, they were their own thing. Um, but uh, yeah. These are the black people of Russia. Yeah. Oh no, we have we in I, Russia I, when you, you talk about actual black people. Yeah. It was, it was well, in Russia when you refer to someone who's black, uh, that means they're from the Caucasus. Oh. So your Chechnyans, your Georgians, oh, your oh. Armenians. Those are there. Yeah. Uh, and yes, they are often seen as so class citizens. They're, yeah. They're not Caucasian. Russia. Russia yeah. is super citizen. Sorry. I ignore, hate that term. Ignore it. Ignore I hate that term for obvious Ignore reasons. me. Okay. But also. <laughs> Uh, looking like way how, back uh, we let teddy just like spin some yarn and then we jump in to like tangle the yarn and obfuscate the yarn and like shit on the yarn a little bit and then uh... well everyone in europe um everyone in europe except the finns and the hungarians um is a descendant of the indo-europeans um who live Somewhere around Ukraine, Crimea, that's Central uh, Central Asia in the steppe. This is, of course, Neolithics. Yes. That's why we have Indo-European right. languages, uh, Indo-European everything uh, culture. Right around those steppes is where um, a bunch of European ancestors fucking lived, and then they spread throughout. They went south to India. They went south to Iran. They went south to the Middle East. They traveled west to Europe, settled in every single part of Europe, 
except the only people that were not at the time, I think, were the Etruscans. The Etruscans uh, who lived next to the Romans, they were also not Indo-Europeans. There's, there's still a lot of question marks regarding the Etruscans. Um, but of course, the Finns. history is actually something I'd like to get into one day because. Uh, oh, it's super cool because they yeah. have they love to put their alphabet on shit. Yeah. And their alphabet is the Phoenician alphabet. So you can right. read it like as A, B, C, D, E. But it was not like that. And nobody fucking knows what it means. Exactly. It's one yeah. of those. It's one of those undiscovered. And these assholes were were such cocks that they would put their alphabet on everything. It was like a decoration for them. And we don't fucking know it, uh, how it to read it. It starts with an E in yeah. Truscan. Yeah, Etruscans. They're cool. And S- that's uh, the most S- recent C- meme. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the most recent meme was the uh, fucking, the boar, the boar bowl or whatever, making its way through yes. classical. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. But of course, I found out that it was, bowl. yeah, but the boar bowl was unfortunately found out to be a fake. So obviously that's Nazi duck as always. <laughs> fetish. <laughs> what? I, I don't what? know where John. Of course, a fetishist. A fetishist is is a fetishism is a religion just, that just involves fetishes. There's a, a lot of a lot of African religions are considered fetishist. Uh, sure. So your hoodoo, your voodoo, your um, Santeria, those are considered fetishist. Yeah, top left, Etruscan. That's a, that's a good yeah. picture. That, that um, guy's got a dickhead. Yeah. Ooh, the, and of course, the, and of course, the Romans and the Greeks, who they lived alongside, considered Etruscans to be horrible barbarians because guess what? Yeah. They let people do. They let women drink with them. They let women right. sit. Ooh. I know. And of course, to a Greek and to a Roman, that shit was oh, yeah. like the lowest form well, of well, vulgarity. Also, I, I think uh, the yeah. Etruscans uh, had sex with women, and uh, the Greeks <laughs> and the Romans would not have liked that. They were just yeah. So. Again, the Rome, the, the the Greeks and the and the baby. This, I mean, of course, the Rome, the, the baby Romans at the time. Yeah. They thought that was just the most vulgar, weird shit. They did not dig the Etruscans at all. But uh, again, going to Italy, um, you have these populations of Greeks, Romans, and Etruscans living side by side uh, within the Gulf of uh, Naples. I think mm-hmm. uh, within eyesight, within eyesight, you can go to Naples and see the Gulf, and like you can see within the Gulf of Naples, there were three separate settlements all within eyesight of each other and they were different cultures and they didn't kill each other. They're just living and just chilling. Um, so that's kind of, it was very, very side by side, the development of Roman, uh, Sicilian Greek and, um, uh, Etruscan culture. And of course, uh, Sicily used to be called Sicily and the boot part. So I guess like, yeah. old, like what's what you refer to by used to be called Magna Gratia or Magna Graecia by the Latins. So great Greece mm-hmm. so much so that they, they thought that more Greeks lived in Sicily than in uh, than Greece. <laughs> um, and it was, it was great at, at sometimes when the Greek States were the great city States would come become weak. The Sicilian Greek city States were still very prosperous. You've heard of Syracuse, uh, that's, uh, of course, a Sicilian Greek city-state. You've heard of uh, Pythagoras. Uh, well, no, not Pythagoras. It was, uh, fuck, Archimedes. Archimedes was yeah, right. uh, the main Syracusan guy, and the Romans came and, and, and fucking killed him um, because, you know, they were sieging it down, and he was inventing all sorts of clever shit to stop them. Um, but, yeah, the Etruscan alphabet, you can see they just love to write it all over their shit. And they also, their burial mounds are interesting in that they would um, just make a house and then bury it. Yeah. So they would have like a, just a straight up like yeah, living, yeah. living house. And then they would bury their people in it with all the shit. So it's really cool. They're like, um, all right, well, this house is done. With, so yeah, and, uh... I, yeah, I got, yeah, we got, we got the houses that we live in. We got the houses that we die in and it's, you know, chill. It's yeah. kind of chill. 
Someone just died. Oh, someone yeah, died. Dinko disconnected uh, briefly. Uh, did you die? Uh, he, yeah, he's not back but... in the Zoom yet. So. Okay. No, Etruscans are super cool, and I would love to talk about them if you wish. Yeah. Um, we, can, uh, we can do that as a side episode sometime. Yeah. Um, I think at this I point, am... let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's go back to Russia in a way that we like uh, establish where we've left off. Yeah, uh, because I would like to kind of wrap things up because I don't have right. any more material yeah. for today. I, I figure, uh, because I, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get into <laughs> I don't want to get into Catherine the Great because right. she I think should be her own episode. Um, so we will, at least we will start at Catherine the Great on the next episode. Is that correct? Or uh, well, there's still a little a bit little, of a, a little intra bit thing. That, her, but yeah, because around. Elizabeth reigns for a long time. Okay, things are prosperous. She uh, participates in a couple wars. Does pretty well. Uh, she starts the Russian Academy of Sciences. Yeah. Or something close to that. I forget. She starts um, the Mos- Moscow State University. Right. The famous Russian um, scientist Mikhail Lomonosov is born and lives during this time. A lot of, a lot of good shit is started. Um, but eventually she gets old, she gets sick, she dies. I, I didn't do the research exactly on how. But she designates as her successor. I think, again, this is weird nephew thing, niece, nephew. She designates at this point a complete German. Well, is, I, nephew, I, think, I think what what happens, you know, with the, with all yeah. these like appointees, so to speak, is mm-hmm. that <laughs> the the kids that they actually have are like not of age, or they're Any like brats, penal sons, yeah, or they're just like yeah. shitty. Uh, well, it so, worked for so the Romans like, for a time. Yeah, no, 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 and and, and I, I, yeah. I think you know Russia is kind of going through its its own like mid roman era of empire right yeah sure you had your augustus with peter and all of a sudden we're you know we're stuck with with uh you know claudius or whatever yeah Uh, yeah and so yeah so you know the the you know ruler at the time uh you know in this case elizabeth is like well i don't want shitty kid that i turned out it turns out that my nephew is like hungrier for the power or like wants it more and is more uh like adept at you know working this machinery so i'll pick him or you know the niece that uh right seems to be more adept at this kind of thing just because it's not like handed to her necessarily but yeah yep but elizabeth also never gets married and never has any kids so that's another right, so in uh, her kind case, of thing. It's just like, well, I have nobody else. <laughs> yeah. So she, um, so she designates her nephew, uh, again, Duke Carl Peter Ulrich of Holstein. All right. Um, we will leave off and he becomes Duke Carl yep. Peter. <laughs> he she show, he shows up in Russia and becomes Peter the Third, and that's where we will that's where we will end up. But again, this dude is just. Like, <laughs> however many fucking percents German, just uh, right in Peter the Third. That's it's, it's that uh, it's he that was guy a big in the fan. Robot there. Yeah, Peter I I I. Peter I I I. Not <laughs> I, I, I. what is that? What is that? That's a Peter is something you start Google in. <laughs> there you go. That's the guy. Oh yeah. man, what a uh, Chad. Well, that's the uh, yeah. So he was a huge fan, a huge fan of Frederick. They were actually uh, really good friends. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about Peter and his assassination next time. So we're going and, back uh, to a how... Peter. Yep. Okay. Who doesn't last long? Again, yeah. not, not a lot of Peters lasting long after the great. You know and I mean. uh, <laughs> after the third, they learn their like lesson. And... Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I think we can yes. comfortably leave off here. All right, well, uh, and we can come back. Teddy, thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, no problem, guys. Sorry if it was it's a little drier this time. No, no, no. This it isn't this isn't my exact great. wheelhouse. We are approaching. We are fast approaching my actual wheelhouse, which is the Napoleonic era, and that is going to be fun. Yes, we are. We are excited for it. We get requests for the Russian history episodes all the time. So uh, looking forward to it. And thank you for your time tonight. Uh, we are going to Blessings. do just a little bit more after um, Teddy takes off here and uh, then we'll call it a night. So, uh, Teddy, thank you. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, and we lost uh we lost Danko again. Well Danko left instead. Yeah. So now Teddy has to stay. <laughs> no, I don't think Teddy has to stay. My internet is uh bad. Yeah. That's fine. Um all right. Well <clears throat> we have uh one last thing that you want to look at, uh Danko before we go. Oh yeah, this is this is important news. Uh, I'm sure, like most people, have already kind of heard about this. It's a big deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna send the link in. Uh, it's it's kind of looking up important news. <laughs> it's we're gonna, pretty. We're gonna, we're gonna vet this. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm gonna send it into the the Discord here. Yeah, and it's, it's uh the top ten uh, links on Google. Uh, I'm gonna veto it. Okay. <laughs> you got mad with power, John. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who gave you power, but you got mad with it. <laughs> there it is. There you go. It's uh, about Tom Hanks. I, I think everyone's heard about what happened to Tom Hanks. I, no, I I haven't heard any of this. Yeah. It's it's in the Discord, John. Yeah, no, but I'm trying to see if it's important news Jesus or not. Christ. Just, just do it. <laughs> Discord, you motherfucker. <laughs> Some of us have full bladders right now. There's, there's a, there's a video. It's, it's about, it's about six or seven minutes long. I think. Um, I think we should watch the whole thing. Okay. Can we yeah. actually, before we start this, because I didn't know it was going to be five or ten minutes long. It looks like. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Is that all right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is important, but your little baby bladder. My little baby bladder that's been drinking <laughs> vodka cranberries since like an hour and a half ago. All right. Fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all <right>. yeah. <laughs> all right. We will be right back. Uh, you won't have to listen to all this. We'll cut here. Okay, we are back from from our baby bladder break, and we are going to review some important stuff about Guantanamo Bay, starring Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. That poor, that poor bastard. He won't, he won't stop acting, will he? No. Well, uh, you'll <laughs> maybe after this. Huh? <laughs> We we should play the video instead of looking up other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back to the stuff. <laughs> oh Jesus! 
insanely loud. Right? This is David Dublake in the Dark Outpost newsroom with some breaking news. Many of you who have subscribed to our premium channel, darkoutpost.tv, the inner circle, are aware that as part of that subscription, if you send us a receipt for that subscription, you receive something known as the Super Bundle, which contains a Guantanamo Bay list, a Gitmo oh, list, yeah. a list of everyone arrested, taken to Guantanamo Bay, okay. tried, convicted, and or sentenced to life imprisonment or execution. As part of that Guantanamo Bay list, you will note that actor Tom Hanks oh, is listed as having been arrested, tried, and executed for his crimes. <laughs> that is the truth. However, up until now, we have not had the complete detail. What the fuck is going on? No, just keep playing it. Well, he's saying what's going on. Yeah. On his arrest and his military tribunal, as well as the details of his execution. That is until today. We yeah. have that information yeah. now for you, and we'll bring it to you longer, in just a moment. It's very yeah, important that we get this information out there as quickly as possible. But first... Bitcoin has sunk below forty thousand dollars, and the world is celebrating. Why? Because the most successful investors buy when everyone else is selling, and sells when everyone buys. But By the way, I, I just put risky. like twenty thousand dollars into a Iraqi dinars. Go on. Investment. <laughs> <laughs> Its potential for loss is just as great as its potential for gains. It is exciting, but nerve-wracking at the same time. And that's why when you invest, you need to have the peace of mind that you're investing through a secure platform that has your back so you can concentrate strictly on investing. My Digital Money is a crypto IRA platform that provides you all of that and much, much more. They offer an unparalleled military-grade cold storage for your cryptos using ex-military bunkers, where cryptos are in good hands. They also offer one of the most comprehensive insurance policies available. And because this was created by Colin Blue, CEO of Noble Gold, MDM offers the same U.S.-based company client service. Yes, they're not just a U.S.-based company. Their customer service is Can we US pause real based quick, as well. What? I, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe this everything this gentleman is saying. Uh, yeah. It's a little, yeah, bit, how, it's how, a little yeah, bit weird to throw a Bitcoin ad in the middle of Tom Hanks has been executed at Guantanamo Bay segment, but well, it's, about the, it's about the cold storage. Right. For the decentralized <laughs> currency, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the military bunkers for our crypto coin. And, and mm -hmm. this gentleman's name is uh, David Zublick, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I just want to let the listener... PhD, probably. Sure, yeah, no, multiple awards of uh, academia, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Um, I just want the listener and viewer to know that you, you should not cyber bully this person <laughs> i'm winking heavily as i say this should not be cyber bullied uh continue please i, I would like to hear more about cryptocurrency 
Well, you can call them and they'll get a warm body to help you with any issue that you might have or answer all of your questions. Honestly, we need his previous have forgotten password or help. And like audio tech. Yeah. What's up? We need his audio tech. Yeah, his, his audio probably. tech yeah. is even better than ours, which is me. Yeah, yeah, no, it can pick up his like weird COVID gasp. Like, what is that? It can, like, I've not, I've barely been able to listen to him because of his like gasping. Every well, it's 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 stressful what he's about to tell us. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, so that's why he's so gasping. Let's 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 get to let's get to the meat of this. Yeah, my. Digital money will help you open and maintain your crypto IRA. Just visit their website, mydigitalmoney.com. That's mydigitalmoney.com. Digital currency is a new and, well, a very speculative market. It's risky. No outcome can be predicted, and any investment is subject to complete loss and not suitable for all investors. But you've got enough to worry about with cryptocurrency. Go to a platform that will at least secure the risks you are taking. Again, that's www.mydigitalmoney.com or just click the link in the description of this video. And now we present you this information that was just come to Dark Outpost's attention about the execution of actor Tom Hanks. Dark Outpost has learned exclusively that actor Tom Hanks, who had been spending time at Guantanamo Bay and who was executed in 2019, suffered an agonizing and torturous death at the hands of the United States military after a tribunal which found him guilty of pedophilia and child endangerment. On June 12, 2019, the U.S. military apprehended Hanks after a plane he had chartered in Greece. So normally, Gitmo is the state overreaching. Yeah. Well, not anymore. I mean, that's why Obama wanted to shut it down. Now Gitmo is the state properly prosecuting pedophiles yeah for for endangering children with uh with pedophilia properly prosecuting pedophiles the original mm-hmm. ppp yeah uh c- continue john sorry where he held dual citizenship landed in malpensa airport in milan italy where hanks had been scheduled to attend a foreign film festival U.S. military sources have told Dark Outpost that members of the 173rd Airborne Combat Brigade and intra- Is that supposed to be Tom Hanks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's him. But why that, would you that, ask the question? Totally. Continue, John, please. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm I'm probably blind. No, I mean, you see his hat. Yeah, yeah. He's got the same yeah. kind of hat that Tom Hanks would wear. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm being an R-word. It's a white guy with a hat holding his hand. Yeah, thank you. He's America's dad, or he was. Yeah, now he's yeah, that's dead. De- that's de- definitely Tom. We're awaiting Hank's arrival when the Learjet 75 reached the airport apron. Weapons drawn, they boarded the plane and found Hanks seated beside longtime friend Peter Scolari, who in 1980 starred alongside Hanks in the television sitcom Bosom Buddies in which the duo portrayed transvestites living in an all-female college dormitory. 
Hanks would later say it was his favorite role, and that wearing women's clothes made him feel more manly. The military released Scalari, but shackled and promptly ushered Hanks aboard waiting C-130, which had to be refueled twice in flight to reach Guantanamo Bay. Upon landing, Hanks was placed in a holding cell in Camp Delta to await his military tribunal. Ten days later, Hanks had his day in court with the U.S. Navy Judge Advocate General Corps presenting proof connecting Hanks to a child trafficking well, maybe it was that not. the military alleged had worked in the shadows for 30 years. It presented into evidence many electronic devices, laptops, and cell phones that held photographs and videos of Hanks engaged in sexual intercourse with male children who were obviously below the age of consent. Other videos show Hanks involved in adrenochrome parties, <laughs> gatherings of which the liberal elites and Hollywood A-listers commingle and inject into themselves an unbelievable chemical compound made of oxidized adrenaline, which is extracted from frightened and tortured children and synthetic opiates. Those who partake in the Luciferian ritual believe the compound prevents illness, extends life, and enhances sexual prowess. One video showed Hanks and strongest Lady Gaga injecting each other while an unseen child screams the wailing sound of death echoing in the background. So that's that's the other reason I don't listen to her. The, yes. <laughs> yeah. The, and uh, so I, I I knew I knew about uh, the uh, Hollywood's uh, drain chrome uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, yeah, they essentially just do it out uh, in the open now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I didn't know that they were so so bougie that. Uh, so what do they like like get a spinal tap on the kid, and they just like mainline that shit like or like put it right into a spoon and like. Did you ever see? Did you ever see Monsters Inc? Uh, yeah. So you know how the monsters scare the children? Yeah, yeah. Well, now they have a, a crew of medical professionals come behind those monsters and uh, they stick a syringe deep into the the uh, the lower spinal cord <clears throat> and extract the adre- adrenochrome from these children. Oh, and, and yeah, it's... It while it's hot? Yes, you know? yeah. the, hot off the press is what they call it, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's just like Monsters Inc. Yeah, luxurious. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you get their adrenochrome. Yeah, let's uh, let's unlike me. (laughs) The military's case was built on fifty video clips and two thousand images, according to sources to Dark Outpost. A three-officer panel, however, found the content so disturbing that it reached a verdict of guilty after watching only four snippets. My God. Hanks, when asked if he had anything to say in his defense, showed no remorse for his crimes <laughs> and told the tribunal that adult-child intercourse was natural and that he proudly supported NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, a pedophilia and pederasty advocacy organization in the United States. The tribunal declared Hanks received capital punishment and asked that his sentence be carried out expeditiously. My death won't stop anything. We are everywhere, Hanks said. Three days later, Hanks received an injection other than the germicrome. He was strapped to a gurney 
and had chlorium bromide, potassium chloride, and midazolam injected into his veins. If any adrenochrome remained in his blood, it obviously wasn't potent enough to protect him against this lethal injection. Close to say, Hanks screamed in agony, his flesh turned a bluish color, his eyes protruded from his head, and he died writhing in agony. Once again, Tom Hanks executed at Guantanamo Bay in July of 2019. Yeah, yeah, I figured have Tom Hanks' well, there you have complete it. story. And of course, as we continue to get further updates on others that are on the Guantanamo Bay list and who have been executed, as we get their full stories and how everything played out, we will, of course, <coughs> bring those to you on the Dark Outpost. Once again, we're just uh, repeating Tom Hanks, uh, obviously, uh, obviously arrested in June of 2019 at a military tribunal and was executed in early July of 2019. And now you have a complete story of his uh, background there. We will continue to follow this story for you, as well as, as, as oh, I said, everyone on the, uh, yeah, on the but... Guantanamo Bay list and bring those stories to you as they become available. This is and... David Zubelik from the Dark Outpost Newsroom. You know, it's, it's just, this was a real road to perdition. You know, uh, and I just um, I don't know how to feel because he is like like America's dad, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know what? He got um, well, actually, this might be a little controversial, but he got what he deserved. Actually, by exploiting children, he's more America's hmm. dad than any American dad has ever American dadded. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, did, like, did he make money off of these kids? No, he no, made he, he did it. He did it for fun. Children. Oh yeah, it's, also eternal life. That's, that's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of Chinese, though, isn't it? <laughs> a little, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little very bit Chinese. Suspect, yeah, um, yeah, that's man. Well, thank you for for uh, sharing yeah. what's what's obviously the truth. Uh, yeah, I mean it's important with, with all the lies that we tell on the podcast. Yeah. I figured that we should like balance it out a little bit. Every, every with, now and then, know, we gotta we gotta something throw legitimate some shit in there. Chum the water. I know that like chum the yeah, waters, I, I, I think they say. Exactly. And I make, I make a lot of jokes, Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe I, I come onto this podcast and I, I cause some problems and I can make things a little, a little bit difficult for you. And I apologize, but you know, I, I wanted to bring you this yeah, the, to, the uh, real, to really the make real this work out. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. It's uh where, where do you start with that? Hard where to end it after that. that. Yeah. Where do you end with that? Um, and Chet Hanks, by the way, is also he's probably well, he's a clone. not going to be doing great. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so was Tom. Uh, I mean, that's why Tom is like that's why he was around. I don't know. What's you know, recently in, in this. That's a that's adreno, uh, adrenochrome that looks oxide. Like piss. Yeah, no, yeah. The, that's how they actually get it from the kids. Yeah, this is a this is a bag of adrenochrome. Uh, well, he says plasma, uh, but what he really means is. Adrenochrome. Yeah, no, that 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 is at Look, least. Look, I'm gonna say something controversial. Whenever you get plasma, you are uh, you're actually can, injecting. Can, can I can I say something controversial here? I know I know we don't like controversial <clears throat> takes on on this broadcast, okay. but you're sure it seems dangerous. Yeah. Um, 
I fully believe that like everyone in Hollywood has fucked a kid. Let's just go ahead and throw mm-hmm. that out there. Uh, but but uh, like the adrenochrome thing, like we're not they're not grinding kids into paste to like inject it into their fucking bodies. Probably they're just fucking the kids, just doing well, regular the- old kid fucking. Which we should be against, but you know, should we, be. We should yeah. be. Yeah, I personally am against it. I don't know what the mm-hmm. the rest of you feel like on that uh, that particular subject. I'm not going to make any assumptions for you, and and you don't have to state your position at this time to yeah. to like. It's probably you know, for the best. Yeah. Fit in or anything, but like, yeah, yeah. most of these fucking Hollywood people, yes, they're, they're probably like fucking kids they're they're doing stuff that they shouldn't mm-hmm. do and and we we know it and you know uh epstein's black book you know like shows like all these prominent people on it and i don't think he made that black book up you know bill clinton's on there of course he was fucking kids he, yeah. he would fuck yeah. anything with two legs he's he's also dead um he, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Have you seen? Have you seen that corpse that uh, Hillary's dragging around nowadays? <laughs> Barely yeah. looks alive. Uh, yeah. I'll, well, the, I'll because the, the clones, <laughs> the, the the clones have shorter lifespans. Uh-huh. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they die every like thirty six hours. They deteriorate quickly. Um, yeah, they die in the same way that that Tom did. By the way, they like right. they turn blue and their eyes bulge out, yeah. and then they say. Something yeah. very ominous. Yes. Like we are everywhere. You can't and then tell they were me that that's a real alive person. There's no yeah, way. Yeah. This <laughs> picture of uh of Ronald no. Reagan is uh <laughs> yeah. this is this is Ronald Reagan uh twenty years later. Unironically though. Uh it, yeah. It, yeah. Hey, have you noticed that you know all of our presidents eventually just turn into shoes? Uh I have noticed <laughs> that. Yeah. No. Just um, a pair of shoes, yeah. No. Anyway. Um I don't know that this has been really exhausting for me this this last bit so um, okay well yeah that's fair i think we should call it i mean yeah no, maybe yeah, yeah yeah we we should definitely call it here uh yeah. tom hanks uh injecting adrenochrome uh executed by the state which we trust mm-hmm. we trust the state and we trust guantanamo yeah just Bay. not the deep state no, 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 which we, is we trust the has nothing state. to do with Gitmo. Yeah, you know? but the deep state when it starts getting into like how Obama's still controlling everything. Yeah, yeah we we don't except for these things, right? Yeah, um, Bill Clinton sheds carapace. Uh, mm. Not not. I mean, once every thirty-six the, hours. Not getting yeah. quite the results you wanted, huh, John? Yeah, well, no. Google it's, Google it's is uh, more is evidence that he up. does have a carapace that he sheds because you know there's yeah. right, you know. so right. exactly. Before we get too too much deeper into this, let's go ahead mm. and call it here. Um, All right. I keep forgetting to bring up the Patreon. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been like three episodes since I brought it up. I think um, patreoncom slash dungeon. Uh, that exists. You can give money to it if you want to, but uh, otherwise, you're not you're not uh, obligated to, and we'll never put this behind a paywall. So, you're not getting anything out of it except the satisfaction that you're paying us for whatever we're doing here. Uh, you Danko, do you have anything coming up that you would like to announce? Yeah the um, the seminar workshop uh, is uh, coming back tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, if this is released tonight. Um, it will be, and uh, yeah. So tomorrow morning, 
Uh, we're having our first session. We're doing this as a semester, but you can pop in anytime you want. Uh, so we have an ongoing thematic uh, kind of interconnected uh, lesson plan going on through beginning of February, actually, full break and stuff in there. We'll have some open workshops, but uh, kind of a reminder for everyone that uh, all of the workshops are technically open. You can just come to these if you want. You don't have to pay me. It's fine. Um, I, at this point in time, while we're waiting to have content ready for something like a publication, I'm taking the money and I'm just donating to random causes. I mean, not it's not random, but yeah, the causes. <laughs> not, not random, um, but like. Yeah, I don't just throw it at, at the wall. Various causes um, that are various causes. good, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just my drug habit, uh, adrenochrome habit. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that's coming back tomorrow. Uh, it happens every week, uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. PST. Um, there is a Patreon, patreon.com slash truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. But again, if you just send uh, Debs or myself a message, we can get you the link to it. Um, and uh, the readings are suggested, but the prompts and the writing and all of that is uh, totally optional. There's never going to be any pressure for you to uh, do anything you don't want to do. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't think I have anything else going on. I know a couple of people working on some new interesting projects but i'll probably pitch those uh in the near future as they kind of get off the ground a little bit more cool yeah uh john do you have anything you want to say uh yep yeah, so i will uh be away for a week i'm uh <clears throat> going out into a national park uh to try to get a video footage of uh me being fucked to death by a pair god bless it yeah by, by a, bear. a bear by a bear bear, a bear. yeah okay parrot well, yeah. human or animal bear, whichever. Godspeed. As long as it's to death. As always, dear listener, dear viewer, we love you. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. And save some for your friends. <laughs>